You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. What are you doing Saturday? Oh, you see, you're doing something. No, you're doing something Saturday or Sunday. To get me high like you. <laughs> We're on air. Oh, are we? Yeah. <laughs> we were singing Buddha, but Jordan, you know. Yeah, I was not in the game. She clearly missed the memo. I did. Episode 38, folks. 38? I was like, why does mine say episode 27? <laughs> shit. Okay, episode 38. Wow, you have 10 episodes, 11 episodes in that book already? Yeah. Wow. I write, I write thick. <laughs> so it's you know I don't think I, that I you only write one pages. episode per page. Yeah, but I write thick. So what does that gotta do? It might go over to the next page. <laughs> like you like and a, I have to skip a page. Shanice, how hard do you? What kind of anxiety or anger you got that you bleed into? I like to write with thick a ballpoint so pen. You, know you sound like a hater. Moving on to the news. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Jordy, you said you were gonna talk about the book. Oh yes. Yeah, so Francesca Ramsey. Um, just dropped her new book on what was that the sec tw- the twenty second that was Tuesday called Will That Es Hold on let me make sure I get the title all the way right it's called Will That Escalated Quickly Memoirs and Mistakes of an Act- Accidental Activist so if anybody knows her story she got famous off of a viral YouTube video that's called Shit White Girls Say to Black Girls mm-hmm. and. It garnered a lot of attention around like 2011, and since then she has just like been in the limelight in media, social media, YouTube, Tumblr, blogging, all that kind of stuff, and has really made a name for herself. I want to shout her out because she is a black girl doing her thing, dropping her first book. Just gonna send her all that good juju and yes, buy and her book definitely, so she can make the New York Times bestsellers list. Because why not? And then you want to talk about. Our girl Stace. Yes, congratulations are in order for Stacey Abrams, the Democratic uh, candidate yeah. for Georgia. First of all, that's a big deal. Yeah, she would be the if she wins, she would be the first female black governor in Yo. the in the history of the United States. And we all know Georgia was one of those slave states for a very long time. Still a highly race, racist uh, relation. <laughs> So, but, yeah, congrats to her. I yes, hope she wins. I really do hope she wins. She has my vote, and I'm not even in Georgia. In Georgia. So, you know what? Somebody in Georgia vote for us. Yeah, on behalf of Goddess Culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, two votes. Two people got to vote. Just want to shout out, congratulations to all the 2018 graduates. Mm-hmm. Whether you're graduating from kindergarten all the way up <laughs> to your doctorate degree, we are so proud of you, and we support your journey. Yes, congrats. Next year, you'll be telling one more person congratulations, <laughs> and that will be me. Heard you. And when I crip walk across the stage. <laughs> Snooze. <laughs> right. I can't wait. But yeah, congratulations, yeah. everyone. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Affirmation this week is, I disconnect from people, places, and things that do not serve me. See, that's what I need to do. Yeah, I did that this weekend, but I'm going to save that to the end of the show when we talk about how we took care of ourselves. Well, this week, I guess. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, sometimes you just, you can't allow yourself to be cluttered, your mind, your heart, your spirit, your physical space to be cluttered by things that aren't working for your highest good. And when you got to step away, you got to take some time, you have to do that. And it's uncomfortable sometimes. But other times, 
No, it's uncomfortable almost all the time. But right. the end result is necessary, and you feel a thousand times better once you remove that negativity. But it's so hard because, for for example, like for people, it could be like love or lust. You yeah. can't disconnect yourself from somebody you love. It's like that one ex that always creeps back into your life after That's when you, you try exercise- to get yourself together. Yeah. That's when you got to exercise this affirmation, though, because if you know they don't serve you well, and I'm not, don't get me wrong, this, this is not the type of thing you just wake up one day and it's like, oh, I'm going to remove everything negative. No. Right. Because I've been known to harbor some things and keep them with me just because I'm afraid of what it will feel like when I don't have it anymore. Right. And that fear of the unknown is like the scariest. It's so. crippling. Yeah. It's totally crippling. But all right. Loved it. Unbossed this week is Well-Read Black Girl. So I'm going to just give you all a little spiel. Um, I think I found this account when we were like brand new and I was trying to like follow everybody real quick to get like the lowdown on black girls who were like doing their thing. And I found Well-Read Black Girl. It's founded by Glory Edom. I hope I'm saying her last name correctly. And it's all about celebrating black women authors, right? So she has a blog, she's written, excuse me, she's written a book on, of her own, and she also has a monthly um, book club, so she suggests books for the month. Don't get me, uh, don't get me lying, I haven't done a book club, but I have taken a few of the suggestions off of the list. I don't know exactly how the book club works, I'm pretty sure it's virtual, but y'all should check her out. It's another black girl celebrating other black girls and women. Um, and it's phenomenal. Like I found out about Zora Neale Hurston's new book through the well-read black girl Instagram. And that's the handle, like everything's spelled out. So if you like to read like me and Shanice do, and you're looking for new suggestions, <laughs> hit up like a car salesman. <laughs> if you like to read, <laughs> hit up well-read black girl and tell them God's culture sent you. You know it. So the goddess talk this week. Confessions of a Working Black Girl. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot to get off my chest, mm-hmm. but I don't even know where to begin. Ooh, sorry. I'm excited to hear because I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm just excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I say this all the time. Like, I need to work for myself and, like, I want to be rich, not famous. Oh, you're preaching. But I, I need to work for myself. You're preaching. I have to. You're preaching. Being a female... In a working environment, and then being black mm-hmm. in a working in a business environment, and it's only probably one other black person mm-hmm. maximum. Mm-hmm. You already don't fit in. Yeah, the environment's not diverse nor inclusive, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to be successful alongside people who probably had way more advantages than you did, mm-hmm. or you ju- you just don't. Like, people don't get you. Yeah. I guess we could start with the fact that black girls are, you know, missing from this environment. And I don't want to say missing where there's not a lot of black people in business in general. But I'm saying, like, as far as the groups I've worked in, I've probably been amongst one one other black girl. Yeah. And I've worked for banks. And I've worked for schools. And I've worked for different things in different communities and i still feel like it's like three out of the group that's there yeah it's pretty it's pretty oh, overwhelmingly the minority overwhelmingly yeah it's it's so it's obvious yeah. you're the minority yeah so how do you like navigate through that 
Um, well, let me start by saying my first three jobs, and I'm talking prior to college. So when I decided I was going to work, what was that? Work for real, for real. Like my sophomore year of high school was well, summer. And then, you know, until I graduated, were um, female black-owned businesses, right? Wow, that's so awesome. It's so awesome. So I got to see what it was like to experience your workplace looking like you or looking like me, like a black environment, basically. And it inspired me to want to have that on mm-hmm. my own. So right. to want to have something like that that's mine. Right. So I always say, and not a real mistake, but I made a mistake by being in that type of environment because no other space is going to feel good until I have that on my own. Right. Right. So my first, look, when I got a job post college, I mean, there were like there were black people, but I w- we were the minority, and I noticed that there'll be certain times and spaces where our voices were shut out. Right. And conversations being left out of. Yeah. Like, I, I distinctly remember us having an intern. And mind you, I was an intern at this place, too. So I know how to program role. I was very inclusive. I made sure I checked up on him. I gave him any advice that, you know, he needed throughout the entire duration of his internship. I gave him projects so he wasn't sitting and twiddling his thumbs. It was it was a white um, male. And by the end of it, he had to give a presentation. And the entire time, it was me and another black woman in the room. And it was a white guy. So it was three of us that he was presenting to. And he would not look at us. We would ask him questions. Like, I would ask him a question. And he would look at the white guy and answer the question. I'm like, And I'm in my head like, am I the only one seeing this? Which I don't think I was. I'm pretty sure the other black girl picked up on it, too. Because she, in turn, kind of became, like, my part of my, like, work fairy godmother Right. Type, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I literally could not understand why. It's, at the time, it was like 2016. It's 2016, and I'm talking to you, and we're adults. And I'm a black woman. You can't look me in my face and answer, answer the question. Like, mm. am I not worthy of being spoken to directly? Mm. So I think that's the first time like I experienced <clears throat> some shit like, wow, I'm, I'm in this moment. It don't matter. If, I don't think it even mattered if I was a woman. I feel like it was a... Black thing, yeah, because and I, a woman thing, because yeah, on top of it, you know. Yeah. But I was like, it was two things. It was double, yeah. You touched on like uh, a great point is that we talked about you know being the only person in the workplace, but there's always that like fairy godmother coworker mm-hmm. who just like I have that on my you list and like grabs you up and just like gets you through and like talks to you and like just makes everything make sense and i just want to say like if you play that role in corporate america or even in a white space we appreciate you yeah we need more people like that i kid you not that has changed my experiences in all facets of working in white environments Mm -hmm. having that person that one person that understands you you don't understand how important that role is because numerous times i probably would have walked away yeah like and I was fortunate enough to like there were three black women who like had my back at my first job. Um, one was on exec row, and she was a, or she is, um, head of HR. She's one of these people that like if she sees an injustice on the street, she will stop her car, get out. She sounds like a human resources person. Yeah, and run up and be like, "What's the problem? And how can I help?" 
And then she would sit y'all down, y'all would talk, and y'all be hugging at the end of it. That's her, right? Mm-hmm. So I was the first person. And she basically, like, shortly after I started the job, called me into her office. I thought, I'm like, what I do in a span of two weeks to get called into HR? Like, right. I was nervous. But she was like, you know, any point you feel like you can't talk to anybody here, you can talk to me. Right. And, like, I know what it's like being, like, one of few, so... If there's something you can't tell your boss because my boss was white. And I don't think she was saying, like, you know, you can't talk to your boss. Come talk to me about stuff. But she was just like, in the event that you feel uncomfortable talking to your boss about something, don't hesitate to come into my office because if you're afraid to tell her, we'll work out a plan and we'll figure out how to, you know, whatever the situation is. So that was the first person. And then the second person was actually the person who hired me or who suggested I be hired because I was an intern there. The position was opened up. And then this black girl... um, right under my boss, was like, call Jordan in. So she hit me up like, hey, would you be interested? I was like, girl, yeah, because it was like two weeks before I graduated college or maybe a month before I graduated college. I didn't have a job locked down yet. She was like, all right, well, they'll be calling you. And, you know, she from the jump, she looked out for me, even as an intern. And then the last person is my work auntie, who you hear us talk about all the time, Latoya. Um, I don't know. This lady just like, I didn't have a choice. Right. To be anything but that girl's work niece. Like, right. she'd be like, what you doing? Are you going to lunch? Let's go. Like, right. that was her. Like, come by my desk. Hey, girl, what you doing? How's your weekend? Because right. I was quiet. Like, I was one of those people, like, I didn't come here to make friends. Right. <laughs> I came here to get my check, to work and get my check, and that's it. So I came in, everybody was like, you're so quiet. Why don't you talk? <laughs> and if you really know me, I'm not quiet at no, all. No, you don't shut up. Yeah. But Latoya <laughs> was the person that, like, made me relax at work. That's good. Yeah. And you need people like that. Yeah. Who was your, your work auntie or your work? I have so many. Godmom. Like, my first job, I worked at a bank. And I, I think you guys hear me complain about it all the time. The bank that didn't want to <laughs> join social Facebook. media and get Facebook. <laughs> but, yeah, I had a work auntie there. She when I, I was there for an internship. And she bought me, like, this beautiful, like, diary. So I'm always talking about, like, wellness and extra stuff and, like, telling people that, like, you know, <laughs> listen to the world and yeah. follow, you know, your heart and the vibe. So she gave me, like, so many dope things, like, as a going away gift. Like, I was like, wow, thank you so much. Yeah. And, like, she still, I could still talk to her to this day. Mm-hmm. And at my job now, I work at a, a woman-owned business. So it's me and, like, eight other female coworkers. And I have, like, one chocolate girl, and mm-hmm. she's like a big sister to me. So like, yeah. I always could turn to her. And she always be trying to put me in my place where I'd be like, all right, yeah, on, I'm grown. Yeah, but like, still, like, it's good <laughs> to have those. that yeah. that person that understands you. And she's Jamaican, and you know, I'm Caribbean. So yeah, like, it sounds like an extra bonding, like right. And just to go into like kind of like what she like helps me with, like something I was confused with at work. Well, I was confused with a lot of things starting <laughs> in the workplace, like. How do I, how do I present myself? Like, what does what do society want to see me in? Mm-hmm. Like, what outfits do I wear? How do I do my hair? Because you guys know I wear wigs, and my wigs vary. I got twelve inches. <laughs> I got a ten inch bob. I got a twenty two inch. Like, I have multiple. Right. And how often can I switch up my legs? <laughs> you know, no, this is real. Problem. No, it's so real because I can only imagine. I'm like, wow, your hair grows so yes, fast. Yes, and that is what I'm dealing with. And that's then, how Francesca got uh, famous. Oh, from talking Talk about, about stuff shit white people say to black girls. This is exactly it. <laughs> and how long did that take when yeah, you got braids? When you get braids. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then 
Another thing is I'm Caribbean, so I was like, all right, the food that I bring to work. <laughs> I knew where this was going. Yeah, like the food I bring to work can is I not like. Can I smell up the lunchroom or. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, can I bring curry chicken? Like, right. can I eat the things that is cooked in my household without right. having people say, ew, what's that smell? Right. You know? And these are all things that you think won't affect you. But when you're but working in an environment where you don't feel included. And then somebody be like, ooh, and, what's yeah, that? Yeah, like, that shit really hurts your feelings. Like, I literally was like, damn. <laughs> that's my shit. <laughs> that's me with the fish. That's me with the fish. You know what's like, so funny is this is, like, a little bit detracting away from the black issue. But, like, as a low-key defiant individual, when I first started wa- working, there was stuff, like, my mom or my aunts would tell me, like, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what I should do, what I shouldn't do in the workplace. And some of it, a lot of it, most of it, I took heed of. But there was some, there were just some things where I'm like, that's y'all's job, not mine. Right. You know, or that's y'all's generation, not mine. Like, I don't got to do that type of stuff. Like, with the food thing, I remember being told, like, don't, just, like, don't bring fish to work to heat up in the microwave. Nobody told me that. Nobody gives a shit at my job because they will heat up anything in there. So, if you mm-hmm. going, if, yeah, if the kitchen will smell like your food, oh, it's going to smell like mine, too. And I'm not bringing a salad because I don't want to stink up the lunchroom. Because I, I feel like that's something, like... Like, make yourself small and unnoticeable. Like, don't do anything where people's gonna be like, "Is that you?" Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's something as simple as food. Fuck y'all. Excuse but that, my language. that's exactly what happens when you're black in the workplace. You you're forced to make yourself so small. relatable. Yeah. Like, I was talking about shampoos that I use for what people believe is my real hair at work, <laughs> and I don't even use them shampoos. <laughs> like, I was keeping up like this fantasy. And I was like, damn, I'm working too hard. I don't even remember some of the lies. <laughs> yeah, because you tell one, you got to keep telling them. You got to keep telling them. You got to remember them. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? It's like. Yeah. There's certain things that I like. It's too I, much. Yeah. There's certain things I really just like pull away from when it comes to like stuff like that. Because at this, like I wear head wraps to work. When right. I first started working, I'm sure my mom or aunt would have told me like, do not do that. And then guess what? <laughs> I wore a head wrap for a smooth every other day for a month straight and I was in the bathroom with this Jamaican lady at my job and she was like, you know, I'm so um, happy you feel comfortable wearing that to work. She was like, because when I was your age, you know, people would have looked at me crazy but you can come to a space like this and nobody cares. Nobody bats an eyelash. And I was like, they sure don't. And I don't think, granted, I've, only, I've been there for less than a year but in that year, I had never seen anybody wear a head wrap. Right. And I tested the boundaries because if y'all can wear jeans and sweatshirts to work, I can wear a head wrap. Right. And what are you going to say to me about it? You know? can't make it a black thing because we work in an organization that a black man founded so right. i'll be damned right it's a lot though it, it takes a toll on your mental <clears throat> um it does it, it does because you have to something that i know about being black in general but especially in the workplace you have to police yourself right and speaking of policing yourself let's get into the black women in the workplace who uh, are crabs in a barrel oh there mm. are some black women or men in the workplace, that look out for themselves. Mm. And they want to be that black person who's doing a great job. Or that black person on the pedestal. Or that token black guy who's got it all, you know? Right. And in the process, they shit on... Everybody else. Every other person, including your black... I am said ass, but that was a little <laughs> aggressive. Another black individual. Right. There's this lady at my job, and I don't think it's a black thing. I'm sure she does it to everybody, but it cuts deep to me mm-hmm. because we're both black. Right. And she has a smart-ass mouth. And I have a smart-ass mouth, 
But I don't have a smart ass mouth at work. Right. Because I never want to come off as the angry black girl. Black girl. Right. Or the black girl who don't know how to be professional. But this particular black woman at my job, like, got a sharp tongue on email. Mm. And the last time she had a sharp tongue, I first thought it was just email. And then one time it trickled into a meeting and I addressed it. You know, I'm like, right. this, this is not what we're going to keep doing. Like, she's older than me. Like, she's old enough to be my grandmother almost. She ain't that old. She's 50. I'm, I'm just being an asshole. But <laughs> um, a part of me was like, I think she's being this way because I'm young. And she feels like maybe I can't hold my own. So I had to prove myself. But I hated the fact that she was acting like that, especially to another black woman, over shit that's not that serious. Right? Right. Let me give you an example. Today, we have a, a workshop coming up. I used a photo on the website um, with somebody in it that she didn't want in the photo. And instead of saying, hey, can you switch this photo out for me? You know what she said? What? Don't use a photo. Please don't use a photo using so-and-so. Do you know why she's not allowed in, in the photo? Bitch, don't come condescending at me. Right. Because you could have saved those extra 70 characters asking me a rude-ass fucking question, asking me a rhetorical right. that I really didn't know the answer to, but, bitch, you don't got to be like that. Right. You could just say, hey, let's just switch this picture out. Exactly. You know? I would have no problem. So I shot her email like... Sure, I have no problem finding another email. I'm finding another photo. Thanks. And she caught wind that I picked up her vibe. And of course, she was apolog- not apologetic, but like, oh, I only said that because of X, Y, Z. No, if you're going to be that way, be that way. Right. And don't, don't feel away or don't feel sad or don't feel upset when I fire back at you because you're acting like that. But I hate having to do that to another black woman. Exactly. Not that I want to do it to anybody. But another black woman. I know. And, and that's her bad. reputation in the organization. Her reputation is for being a grouch. And that makes me so sad. It's so sad. Because, I, because I'm black and I'm a woman, I feel the need to defend her. But I can't keep defending someone who does wrong shit, you know? Yeah, blatantly. Blatantly. And doesn't care. Right. I don't know. It's so unfortunate that we do have those people in the workplaces that would try to reprimand you or something in front of other people and make it look like... Oh, there's this black girl tension when it's really not there. And it's really unnecessary. Yeah. But she creates tension. I'll be talking to my boss about it. At my current job, I do have another black... I wouldn't say auntie because um, she don't be all up in the business, but I babysit her kids. Like We're, <laughs> we're, we're close enough to where like... I babysit her kids. I've been okay. at her house. Like Right. We text each other memes and stuff. We're right. cool like that. But sometimes I really have to like... Because she's a black woman too. And sometimes I have to go to her or I have to forward her the email and be like... Maybe you should address this one. Right. Because if I do, then I'm going to look like the angry black girl who clapped back. Right. And I'm only 24. I'm the youngest one. trying to test you. you That's my thing. At first, at first, and that's exactly what I told my boss. I literally told her, like, I think she's trying to test my gangster. And now I feel like I have to say something to her. Right. So when I did, she was cool for like a month. Month and a half. She was cool. Hey, girl. Because at first, when I first started the job, she was being so cool with me. I was like, damn, this older black lady at my job who's fly. And she, you know, we can, like, kick it after the meetings. And she's, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then she started being, like, gr- a grouch. And she's definitely testing you. And then I had to clap back. And she was cool for a while. And then she started sprinkling this condescending tone in her emails and stuff like that. Mm. And now I'm going to have to check her again. And I don't, like, I'm also, I grew up, like, you respect your elders. Right. So I feel bad saying something to her, but we're both in a professional workplace where I get paid to do my job. Right. So I should feel free to say addressing somebody who's being exactly. crazy, coming crazy at me. Exactly. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. You ever had like a crabs in a barrel experience at, at your job? At any um, of your jobs? So I've had like a hand amount of jobs. <laughs> so I haven't. I don't have that much experience. But in my job now, we have we have like I think I'm the youngest. Yeah, that's and a common like, thing. The oldest is my boss, and she's probably like fifty five. So everyone's pretty much like middle aged, but everyone's personality like we have one lady who's like Italian personality, and you know like an Italian person's personality, straightforward, and yeah, a little aggressive, la- loud, loud, a little more obnoxious. Yeah. And then we all have like a, a sweet girl, and then we have like um, the Spanish girl. She's my friend, and then the black lady who's my older friend, and then like this other lady who just came from corporate America, mm-hmm. but we work out of someone's house. Yeah, so she's probably it's like culture shock. For her, yeah, it's I'm a sure. culture shock for her, and like there's just just the leadership in general. Like I I feel like. What I'm looking for right now in business, especially being in this MBA program, like I need to, you know, have like a tangible, um, a tangible experience to like correlate with the classes that I'm taking. Yeah. And I feel like I don't get that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't get the mentoring. Yeah. I don't get the uh, feedback. I don't get any of those things. I just get assignments and I do my job. Granted, I have a lot of perks where, you know, I get to go on vacations and, you know, other things. And, you know, I have it's more lenient for me to take off and stuff. But like this is the point where I feel like I should be learning all those things. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to like talk about like unprofessional leadership. Mm. Like my boss is so unprofessional. Like. She'll say like the most racist things. Like mm-hmm. I kid you not. And she's like this like Irish microaggressions, lady. like not saying like not being blatantly racist, or she says like actual no, she's racist. Blat- stuff. She's blatantly racist. Like what? Like she'll like mimic like different people accents when they call. She'll, Does she have like, an accent herself? She's Irish. So it's very thick. Yeah, she has an Irish accent. Okay. She'll like one time she was like, this lady came for a presentation and she was telling us like how she how she deals with conflict and the lady was like oh I had a really hard customer she was uh African and then she was like you know the Nigerians they're hard to work with and my boss was like yeah they're so hard to work with and the lady looks directly at me so I'm like are you serious wow like wow yeah that's not that's not micro anything that's no she's just there so like I'm trying to help her become a better leader (laughs) by like trying to set some boundaries in the workplace but there's it's just like because it's so flexible and because it's like so like comfortable it fits your lifestyle right now it does but it doesn't fit feel well your with professional my, development and, yeah, yeah and like i get how it I feel on the inside yeah i get that 100 percent. i don't know i just need i just need like a a black girl company to just hire me honestly and just like put me on to like how to be a boss black girl alongside like the degree like I just need to make it work because what I feel like is when you're in a corporate setting it's easy to just become another number right it's easy to just be another employee so there's really no opportunity for you to they're very let me not say no but there's a very like a slim opportunities very few chances especially when we're both like we both want to be in like a creative atmosphere right there are very few opportunities for us to like capitalize on the personal development the learning the business end and still enjoying the job you know right coming with the perks 
And then when you're in like a space where you get to maybe you do get a little bit more of the perks it's like but we don't get the professional development that we want right and i think i guess that could be anybody but i mean we're speaking from our own experience but i feel like i mean it's easier for someone who doesn't look like us definitely to get those opportunities without having any what i feel like is we're, we're tested so much you know like, yeah. what does she know? What experience does she have? As opposed to, like, it being someone who's not black. And they take a chance on them before they take a chance on us. Absolutely. And I feel like maybe this is just, like, the step I am in my life. Because working for a woman-owned business is, like, ideal. Yeah. Like, I enjoy that. Yeah. You know, being able to be high-functional and still make, like, great sales and great everything mm-hmm. with just women. It's fun. But, like, now I... <clears throat> excuse me. Now I need, like, the... I need the black mentorship mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I need, I feel like I need that. So I reached out to like some black marketing companies, which is like two. Yeah. Which was like two. Yeah. I'm there's about a, to start my own. There's an organization called Colorcom. My coworker is a part of it, and it's like a organization where black people in communications and media get together for for like events, and they have. Um, What's it called? Conferences and all that kind of stuff. They bring together black or women of color who work in media. And um, so you're not like on your own. You get to see people who have been in the industry mad long or people who are brand new to the industry. You have a chance to like learn from everybody. So I don't know if you're interested in something like that. No, yeah. My only thing is, and I hate feeling like, I mean, I hate saying this because when I get to a place where I can just pay for shit, I'll do it. But... I can't just be paying for like $200 a month or whatever it is to join these type of organizations all the time because what about the black girls who are broke? Yeah, what about the black girls who still making a dollar? Who, you know, are still fresh out of college and yeah, can't afford, poor. Yeah, but still want the mentorship. Can we get a scholarship? <laughs> right. I saw this thing about, I can't remember where I saw it, but they were talking about like how to ask or how to get a mentor. And, of course, everybody's like, don't just go ask some random people to mentor oh, you. Oh, no, that's weird. Because it's very, it is very weird. But then it's like, how do you find these folks? It's, it happens naturally, honestly. It does. All my mentors have been natural. Yeah. But I'm saying for something like this, if you're not in a space to, like, find be around these women, how do you find one? Does anybody have any? Send them an email, a professional email, but not asking them to be their mentor. Maybe ask to interview them or ask to make up a bogus thing so that you could take them <laughs> out the to lunch room. or something. Yeah. yeah. Try to get, you see that they're performing at an event or something. Yeah. Be there. But that's also, grant, that's true. And that's How also you stuff like um, Summer Fridays. Yeah. Right. Summer you could, Fridays. You could be soon. in the same place at the same time with somebody and <laughs> find a mentor. <laughs> right. So there's so many opportunities to find mentors. But, um, do you feel like you work hard or you work smart? Both. It depends what it is I'm doing. But sometimes I catch myself like overcompensating because I want them to look at me like the young black girl who's capable. Mm. So I work hard. But there are times where I'm very efficient in what I do. And I have certain things down to a science. So I overcompensate sometimes. What about you? I feel like I work smart. I'm definitely not one of those people who 
puts blood, sweat, and tears into oh, my no, sales I leave assignment. When I, oh, no. Work. I leave when it's time to leave unless I really have to be there. There we go. But I also have a white male boss. What does that mean? That a part of my subconscious is like, I don't want him to look at me like the black, the young black girl who can't do it. Right. So there's something like, don't get me wrong. I don't come in at seven o'clock and leave at 10. Like, no, I come in when I'm supposed to come in. I leave when I'm supposed to leave. Like, right. But there are also times where I feel like I go above and beyond in certain places because I don't want, and not that, and that's a personal thing. Cause it's not like he said anything to like my direct report. That's like, Oh, Jordan needs to, you know, right. change this or do this, but I don't want there to be that time where he has right. to say because I don't like people having to tell me things. Right, that's a personal thing though. It's not necessarily a black or white thing, but yeah, I can see that. I feel like I work smart because once again, like I do what I have to do, and I do a lot during the day. Like my schedule is like packed. Like I go to work at eight thirty, I get off at four, I drive straight to school. I'm at school at six o'clock from 10 to 10 o'clock then I drive back home and I have to eat like my schedule is very like that so I don't even have time to stay late if I wanted to mm-hmm. but like when I'm at work like I get my work done like mm-hmm. I have my to-do list I finish my to-do list for the day and then if I have an hour to spare then you know I have an hour to spare yeah you know I'm chilling but I feel like every hour I need to take at least a seven to ten minute break. Yeah. I um, to be functional. Yeah, I use this thing called the Pomodoro method where you can change the intervals, but you like work for twenty five minutes or for fifteen minutes <laughs> and then you take a ten a five minute break. Mm-hmm. And like you say, let's say your interval is like twenty five minutes to to five minute breaks, you do that four times. And at the fourth time you take like a thirty minute break instead of like a five minute one. So you get like a longer time. But I noticed if I say like if I write down five tasks and I try to complete the five tasks in like in the on intervals, mm-hmm. I get more done. Even if I don't complete it, like even if it's like 25 minutes and I take a five minute break and I have to go back to it, I complete it much faster than when I just do what I want, listen to music or take the break, put a podcast on or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I still yeah. listen to it, but if I turn on the app I use, it's called Tide. If I use the Tide app, I'm way more efficient. That's good to know. I didn't even know there was an app for that. I just looked at the clock and was like, well, it looks <laughs> time, like break time. time break. Let and me this, log into God's culture stuff. Right. And here's another tip. Don't, like, I, I have, um, we have, like, the Outlook app on our computers or whatever it's called. And when you, as soon as you get an email, it pops up at the bottom of your screen. What I've started doing is I don't answer emails when I see them come up. Unless I see, like, the somebody says urgent or something like that. Right. Or unless I know it's something time sensitive. I don't look at the emails. I, I schedule certain like times, so like every like every two hours, I'll check my email because the moment you're working on something that you need to focus on, yeah. Then an email comes up, you, you start working on the email. Oh. Then two hours go by, you forget about what you it's were doing just, the first time, and now you're down a rabbit hole with emails. You know, yeah. and that's just like another way to stay focused is don't try to answer emails. While you're working on something. Save yeah. it until you're not working on anything. Or schedule time to work on it separately. Um, my last things would be... Uh, my last two things, actually. One would be remember and keep in mind that you're replaceable at this job. Oh, yes. If you were to drop dead tomorrow... They would find a replacement. They, will, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't even bat their lashes before there was a replacement named Kiki sitting where your desk is. Mm-hmm. Okay? Take time for yourself. I found that I was way too stressed working, school, doing everything that I was doing. So I took 
off Mondays. Like I don't work Mondays anymore because I needed that extra day. The weekend was just too short, <laughs> way too short. And I just needed that extra time. And since I've had that extra day off, I think I'm more efficient at work, honestly. Yeah. And That's what a work day, a work week should be, though. It should be. I don't know why we only get two days off and we work five and we fucking slave during those 40 hours or more. And then people who commute to the city, you know, I you're, you're am working. I dead by the time I get home. Yeah, you're, the commute hours and all. No. It takes no. me an hour and a half to get to work and home. Listen. Every day. An hour and a half there, an hour and a half back. If you have the time right now make sure you take care of yourself first yeah. make sure you get your doctor's appointments in like take them take off time off days pto whatever yeah. take care of yourself first let me tell you i was so nervous to, to quit my last job for this job like i'm talking nervous to the point where i had to ask toya for advice i had to do like a like practice with tia in person like i pulled my um my supervisor to the side and like talk to her separately before I went to talk to my boss, like all the black girls in my life because I was so nervous because I knew it was like a busy time. It was for a performing arts center. So I knew it was a busy time in the season and I knew that my boss was about to go and leave because she was pregnant. So I felt like I was letting everybody down. And then Tia was like, and if it was somebody else and they quit right now, they would just find somebody else to fill your spot. Like, right. if somebody else, you know what I'm saying, something happened to, to your boss, like, they would just find somebody else. I don't know why you're tripping like that. Okay, it's right. an inconvenience for them, but you won't be there. <laughs> right. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And I think lastly, I just want to say, like, some desk essentials that I think is black girl yeah. noteworthy. Lotion. Yes, lotion. Okay. I, no one told me to bring lotion. Oh, yeah. I got a, got a whole... This, what's this part between your the thumb web. and your, the web yeah. of my hand? Yeah. Used to be so ashy. I used <laughs> to be like, damn, <laughs> sis. Gotta lick it. Okay. Because you can't be out embarrassed. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I'm yellow and that's what happens to me, too. I keep a bottle Get of lotion. Get out of here. Deodorant. Deodorant. Especially if you brush. commute in the um, summertime. There's been a time I forgot deodorant in the morning. Say it ain't so. Yeah, and I got a deodorant, a full-size one, right at my desk. Right at your desk. Yeah. Lip balm. Yep, got that too. Um, I have a little plant. Me too. Named George. Mine's pineapple. Oh. I don't think mine's is growing, though. It's a cactus. <laughs> it's going really slow. But I mean, as long as it's not dead. I it's not. It's cactus, baby cactus, they get big. It's chilling. Yeah, okay. It's really cute, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have all my snacks. Definitely some tea bags. Yep, yep. Because you never know when someone might sneeze. And that's... First of all, a sneeze stays in the office for up to 24 hours. Did y'all know that? Before all the germs A sneeze can stay in the office up to 24 hours. I literally Lysol my desk every day. Yeah, you have to. Lysol your phone. Lysol your keyboard. Especially IT has to come in and fix something. You don't know where their hands been. Don't know. Somebody comes sit at your desk while you're not there. You don't even know. During the weekend, I'll be nervous. Um, What else? I have... Yeah, you said snacks. Oh, snacks. I have have some essential oil. Oh. I have um, bergamot. It's like an oil that, like, when I smell it, I'm like, okay, time to work. It perks me up. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Besides that, tampons. Oh yeah. Never get caught out. I mean, it, let me tell y'all, mm-hmm. I had a surprise period one time. I had to. Yeah. Y'all. I'm. Y'all are are adult women. Y'all know what happens when a surprise period comes. Right. I decided to never get caught up like that again. Ever. I keep the tampons at the desk. Yeah. So those are just all things you need to have. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you I'm don't. Listening. 
take this time while you're listening to podcasts to go into your room and put one in your bag because I always forget to do it. Too. Yeah, especially when you switch bags. Yes, that's my prop because that's what happened. That's why I got to be. That's at the what desk. happened because I had switched a bag, and I'm like, <laughs> I always keep like twelve right. tampons in my usual work bag. But I use my weekend bag, like the, the bag I use over the weekend. Just put tampons in all your bags. Absolutely. <laughs> just, just throw some tampons everywhere. Basically. Yeah, you get a tampon, you get a tampon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what did you do to take care of yourself? To take care of myself, this week, I decided Sunday night that I was going to try to mostly just connect. Now, there was still some work I had to do during the week, so I had to talk to folks. Um, but... Whereas usually I'll be all on the phone. I will have somebody over here. Um, I'll be all over FaceTime. I decided not to because I was, I kind of had like a little, it was like a really unexpected, like gray cloud settled over me on Sunday. And I decided that like, I feel like I need to just detach. So I decided not to post anything on social media. None of my social media I posted on from like Sunday till earlier today. And I read a whole book. Wow. That's what I did. I just sometimes that's detached needed. and chilled out. Sometimes that's really needed. Yeah. Um, I just want to shout out my nail lady. <clears throat> the <laughs> nail salon closes at 6 o'clock. Uh-huh. But I was so late. I didn't get there until 6.30. And she stayed and waited for me. By herself? Was she by herself? It was like one other person was oh, there. Okay. And she did my nails after hours. And I just want to shout her out. My nail lady at Fine Touch Nails and Hackensack, Cecilia. You the shit. So that was what I did to take care of myself, mm-hmm. get my nails done because I don't have any. Time She's this a real weekend. one because she really is. Yeah, and she did it in thirty minutes. But don't try to book her and stuff because if she's too busy <laughs> for me, then then we have problems. Right. But yeah. So for fresh face, I'm gonna be talking about the Kiehl's Midnight Recovery Concentrate. So this is like a serum, and it comes with like the little nozzle that you like squeeze and it, you put it on your face. Um, on the bottle, it says a replenishing elixir of pure essential Elixir. Oh, elixir of pure essential It's not her oils. fault. It's blurry on the screen. Yeah, it's really blurry. <laughs> don't try to, don't try to play me. It's blurry on the screen, y'all. A replenishing elixir of pure essential oils and distilled botanicals to visibly res- restore the appearance of skin by morning. And it is, it is telling the truth. I kid you not, I put it on my face. And I wake up in the morning and I was like, damn, did I go to sleep with a beat face? My face look beat like and I don't even have makeup on. And it's really lightweight, but it's very I don't want to say thick, but it's very it's a lot of moisture. Yeah. So it definitely does lather and sit on your face. But you wake up like glistening, like my skin felt like it looked like a baby's bottom. Beautiful. <laughs> no, I haven't tried this, but I can say that Kiel has some great products. No, Kiel's really like something that I've been using for a while and I really love. So I'm not surprised that it worked very well for me for you. I'm glad it did. No, yeah, I need Kiehl's, to try it. You, and people really do sleep on Kiel's because you know you want to you do you could do one stop shop at Sephora mm-hmm. or like an Ulta and just get face and makeup stuff all at once. But Kiel's is really the truth. Mm-hmm. And even when you go into the store, like they have samples of everything. Yeah. There's one in Garden State Plaza on the lower level across from uh, the smooth the smoothie guy or something like that one of the smoothie places mm-hmm. and yeah it's in a lot of airports and if you are near a blue mercury the um the makeup and skincare and body care store um it's like a it's like a high class um 
Sephora or I mean I'm sure they carry a lot of the same stuff but there are also some more expensive brands there and Kiehl's is one of the ones that they carry that's where I get my Kiehl's from so if there's a blue mercury in your area yes and I just want to apologize in advance for all the clicking of the pen in the beginning <laughs> in the first like six minutes I got a new pen and I was feeling myself I'm and I sure apologize. I clicked too so Oh yeah, I'm so let her take all of the blame. We apologize in advance. We apologize. Summer, <laughs> summer Fridays is starting on June eighth. Yes. Be there or be a rectangle because if you're a rectangle, <laughs> you're lame. Okay. Taste Lounge in Newark. I mean, um, Taste Venue. Yeah, Taste, taste Venue. Just Google yeah. Taste Newark. It's right next to Prudential. Literally across the street. It's on Edison. And it's six o'clock. Be lit. Yeah, six to eight six or something. Yeah, we'll be dropping the flyer. It's super informal. Just come after work. Super informal. Many of y'all have summer Fridays, so you don't have an excuse right. to as not come. As soon as you get to Penn Station, just walk on over to Toast. Right. Um, that's taste. What, taste. I said Toast. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> super cute spot. We're going to have... I mean, I think with that time that we wanted to go, it's at six... Well, that's what we did last year. It was happy hour. So drinks yeah. are not even full price. They have really good wings. Yeah, appetizers discounted. Yes. Um, sign up for our newsletter because we have some good stuff dropping this summer. Including oh, yeah. the New next March. retreat. Oh, yeah. Oh, We're yes. going to drop the details on the next retreat within the next couple of months. Wow. Be first to know because we... Woo, We're excited. Just, yeah. It's going to be a good one. It is. Goddess Getaway is coming up three months. We're excited. We're going to be in California. So make sure you look out for all of our Instagram stories and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's a wrap.